Ladies and gentlemen, drivers, gig workers, and everyone in between, welcome to This Week in Rideshare Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Hoffa. It is Friday, October 28th, 2022, and this week we weigh in on accidents, Uber turns right, and fake accounts get frozen. Legal Rideshare breaks it down. And here to help me break it down, I'm joined by Legal Rideshare's co-founder and lead attorney, Brian Greening. Brian, happy Friday. How are you? Happy Friday, Jared. It's great to be back on this sunny Friday in Chicago. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bright day out. It's a nice day out. And for once, honestly, this week's been really uh, positive, a lot of positive news for drivers. So, you know, let's get uh, right into it. We're going to head off, of course, starting with Monday. Uh, Uber drivers in New Zealand claim a big victory. The Guardian reported, quote, a group of New Zealand drivers have won a landmark case against the ride-sharing company, forcing it to treat them as employees, not contractors, and entitling them to a suite of worker rights and protections. At the moment, this ruling was only for about four drivers, but they're noting that basically this will have wider implications for drivers across, across the country. No shock, a spokesman for Uber said the company was disappointed and they will be appealing the decision. But Brian, I think overall, awesome news for drivers. I agree. I, I think this is a, a, a really important step for drivers in New Zealand, and we're seeing more and more of these courts come down worldwide in favor of drivers. Um, there's obviously a uh, difference of opinions uh, out there as to whether drivers should be employees or independent contractors or some hybrid, but the bottom line is drivers need better protection. So whatever you're going to call them, there needs to be better protection out there for safety, for benefits, uh, to ensure that there's a livable wage and, and that people don't uh, you know, fall to the wayside when, when things go bad. So uh, bravo to the, to the courts in New Zealand, and we want to see this pick up uh, more stateside and worldwide. Right. And it, there seems to be kind of an ongoing trend where Europe seems to um, really kind of want to push for full employment I know, like you said, and drivers obviously, um, you know, some want to be employees. Some just want better protections. Totally understandable. Um, but so, again, yeah, this is good for drivers and, and happy to see it. And, of course, Uber's going to fight it, but, you know, that's that's what they do. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on to Tuesday. And actually, you're uh, you're featured in the news on Tuesday. You were uh, on Harry the Rideshare Guy's podcast at Show Me the Money Club, and he talked – uh, with you about dealing with accidents, if you want to just give us a little recap on, on what that was all about. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I, I had the opportunity to jump on with uh, the rideshare guy and, and his uh, network there. Um, and we were talking about accidents, injuries, insurance. Um, you know, the Show Me the Money Club is all about how to uh, make money and keep money as a rideshare driver and gig worker. And um, they thought it was important to bring on an accident and injury attorney like like myself, um, because ultimately when you are in an accident, you're off the road and you're unable to bring in the income that you're used to. Um, so, you know, we talked about how to handle an insurance claim, how to maximize uh, your lost wages claim, how to recoup the cost of medical treatment, and then how to put actual money in your pocket based on the damages that you sustain, your pain and suffering, um, your loss in normal life, um, anything that you've lost due to an injury we're going to show you um, how to to keep that money. And, and it was a really natural fit on the, the show me the money uh, club for the rideshare guy. You know, I, um, 
there's two things you said on that that were really interesting, and I, and I think drivers really, really needs to be emphasized again. And the, the first one is, you know, there's a lot of times if it's something, if a small claim or a situation, you know, you're, you're happy to give insight, but a lot of times they don't need your service. I think it's, it was great to hear you just be kind of transparent, like, look, I'm not here to gouge you guys for money. If you call, it's a small claim. You know, I can, you, you can really deal with it yourself. You don't need to hire me. I think that that's the first thing. And the second one was kind of the reverse of that. You still should reach out regardless because if you try to do it on your own and then it's three months, six months later, you kind of burned yourself. And it's really hard for us to step in. Yeah, I, I think that getting a free consultation at the very beginning is always important. And as you mentioned, Jared, I, our goal is not to take on claims where we think that the driver could actually adequately represent themselves. Our goal is to arm the driver with the information they need to maximize uh, their claim. And if they can handle, the, handle it themselves, well, great. Then we just added money to their pot and they can pocket that and, and be on their way. Um, but on the other hand, if there's a more um, substantial claim, uh, a lot of medical treatment, something that we really think we can come in and add significant value on, well, you want us working on that from the beginning so that we cross every T and dot every I to ensure that the claim has the foundation it needs to be as successful as possible. So the bottom line is if you're in a crash, big or small, call us up so that we can help lay that foundation for you to, to maximize what you're going to walk away with. Yeah, I think one of the things we just always say is like if you're in an accident, you're, engin- you're in an accident, you have an injury, you need a lawyer, you need to talk to Lever Rideshare. It's, pr- it's pretty straightforward. And it, at the very least, you talk to us. If we can't help you, we can't help you, like you said. But you know, if we can, you're going to want it. Um, so let's head on to Wednesday. A new company is looking to use blockchain to knock down Uber. Now, this is from Decrypt. They added, quote, DEC announced today that it, it has raised $9 million in seed funding to build out what they call the Rideshare Protocol, or TRIP which is designed to power ride-sharing apps for a variety of future companies. The CEO of uh, DEC, or DEC, basically said, which is true, you know, the ride-share giant Uber essentially runs Monopoly. It's very centralized. So being able to do this will decentralize it. It'll allow um, connecting drivers to riders. Um, it'll allow um, app makers to create a new marketplace, all without kind of that centralized force at heart. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of tech involved here, but I think the key here is competition. I think just having more competition is better for everyone. I totally agree. And we're seeing other rideshare companies pop up nationwide. Um, you know, we're working with a company right now called Rides that's in several cities. And the bottom line is the more players that there are in this space, the better, because with competition comes more innovation, comes better features, hopefully more safety, hopefully better pay. Um, right now, Uber controls it all. They set the prices, they set the standards. Uh, if you don't like the environment that they create, well, too bad. And by decentralizing it, we are allowing for that competition to make everyone more accountable and therefore hopefully make a better space for everybody involved. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes from here. It's obviously new, and I definitely think we're going to see more of these sort of decentralized apps. But yeah, again, I think it's, it's a win. It's always good to see more competition. Let's head into Thursday. Your Uber is about to make fewer left turns. And this is actually quite interesting. The Verge explains 
First quote, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 22% of crashes involve a vehicle making a left turn. Uber announced today that its in-app navigation system will now recommend fewer left turns in an effort to reduce crashes and make trips safer overall. Of course, Brian, I got to ask you, is this true? Is it really 22%? That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nuts, but it is true that many, many crashes out there are a result of left turns. And Uber is actually not the first company to take this, sta this uh, stance to try to avoid left turns. Uh, some of the big trucking companies like UPS have um, instituted this before. You, if you watch a UPS truck, you'll actually see it go out of its way to take right turns instead of left turns because it's safer. So it, it sounds crazy. It sounds like you know, really we're going to restrict drivers from, <laughs> from making lefts. Um, but when it comes to keeping everybody safe, this makes a lot of sense. And I'm frankly excited that they're taking this measure. It, it's, it's kind of atypical for Uber to be proactive in um, this kind of safety front. And this seems like a good idea to me. Yeah, what's going to be interesting about this is, and you know what's going to happen um, when when directions are, are laid out, and, and a lot of times passengers will watch the route. I do it all the time. When the drivers are making right turns, when the passenger is going to say, like, well, no, it's way faster to make a left. Why, what are you doing? I wonder if there's going to be friction there because it's going to seem like, well, why aren't you making a left turn? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, there may be. And I think it's going to take some getting used to on everybody's part. Um, but if Uber can do a good job of educating both drivers and passengers that this is really for everybody's safety, I think everybody is willing to take the, the extra minute that it might take to get somewhere if you know you're going to get there safely. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And speaking of safety, we're going to end the week. Uh, Uber is launching new safety features, and this time it's directly supporting drivers. TechCrunch reported, quote, Uber will conduct a large audit of rider account names and freeze any accounts with clearly fake names. Riders will have to update or validate their account names with Uber support agents to have their accounts unblocked. Uber's also expanding its audio recording feature and piloting front-facing video recording. The ride-hail giant says in-app audio recording during rides has helped uh, determine the best course of action after a safety incident and has helped you know both riders and drivers feel safer when using the app. Um, I know you have a lot to weigh in on this, Brian, but it's, it's, I feel like the, the only thing I can think of is it's about time. Amen. It, it really is. This is really great news. And, and you know, just like the last article, it, it's been uh, atypical of Uber to take these extreme proactive steps to, to provide a safer environment. We've seen them take incremental steps here and there. Um, but what we're seeing this week is, is really a leap and, and you know we we talk often about passenger safety which deserves a lot of attention we're not taken away from that at all but very often we forget about driver safety and the, the companies don't prioritize driver safety in our experience drivers are the victims far more often than passengers so measures that can be taken to make it a safer experience for drivers is necessary and welcome. Um, we talk with drivers all the time who are victimized by people who have obviously fake names on their accounts. Mickey Mouse, for instance, you're going to go pick up Mickey Mouse. Well, you know, probably that person is, is uh, or, or I should say likely that person is up to no good because why else would you be hiding your identity? 
those are the accounts that tend to be the carjackers, that tend to be the um, people who are putting a, a gun up and forcing you to go to the ATM. Um, we are ecstatic to hear that those accounts are going to be restricted and that passengers are going to be held accountable for uh, their actions, uh, have to establish their identities, and it's going to make it a safer space for everybody involved in the rideshare community. Yeah, and as, I agree. You know, I agree, and especially, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what if Uber uses the front-facing camera, you know, especially during the pilot program to deal with what we know, which is the really fraudulent and wrongful deactivations, because now they can't argue that well, you can't send us an SD card, a video, or we don't even know what day that's from. It's their, it's their app. It's their app. It's their video. It's everything. So when in, when a driver has an issue where a passenger is saying they're drunk, they were distracted, they attacked me, and it's not there, you know, are they going to use that footage? Are they going to reactivate that driver? I hope so because they will have the data to do so. Um, it's it's all going to be an issue of what Uber is willing to do with the data and, and recordings that they have. Um, if they're of the opinion that it's just it's their property, uh, nobody else gets access to it. They're going to hold on to it with a clenched fist. Then it it might not be beneficial to the driver in those regards. But if it's um, on the other hand, you know, if I could send a subpoena and get that information from Uber, um, it's going to be really helpful in the the wrongful deactivation claim or the accident claim. Um, you know, you name it. So. Um, hopefully Uber's willing to play ball. And I, I can tell you that if they're recording the rides, the courts are going to um, step in and, and, and those subpoenas will be enforceable and Uber will have to turn over data um, in this regard. So it, it's just a matter of whether they do it willingly or not. Right. As always, are they going to do it willing or, willingly or not? We just never know. That's kind of how it always goes. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so that is the end. But I'm um, Brian. Uh, if you just want to give a little shout out about Legal Rideshare, explain our services, and then we'll uh, we'll sign off for the week. Yeah. So uh, as most of you guys know, Legal Rideshare is the first uh, law firm in the United States that's entirely dedicated to Uber, Lyft, and gig-related accident and injury claims. Um, we have been around uh, since the beginning. We've grown with these companies and represented uh, thousands of drivers, put millions of dollars in their pockets um, when they've been injured on the job. So whether it's a car accident, a slip and fall, a dog bite, you know, you find yourself in various scenarios when you're working gig jobs, um, we can help. Um, we urge you guys to give us a call the moment that something happens um, so that we can best protect you and, and uh, make sure to maximize the, the money that goes into your pocket. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brian. And as I like to end, that is the end of this week in Rideshare. See you next week. <laughs>